welcome into the Full Course Football Podcast. My name is Zach, and I am joined by Keegan, and we are here to talk about the NFC North. Not really, but we are going to talk a lot about it. Keegan, how are you doing? Dude, I'm doing fantastic. I've got a cup of hot chocolate here, ready to talk about the games. And, I mean, hey, Packers beat the Lions on Thanksgiving, so can't be too mad. Can't be mad. And the Bears beat the Vikings last night, which was huge for the Packers. Just an NFC North smackdown in Week 13. (laughs) All right. Well, um, I don't know what the standings are in the NFC North, but uh, all I know is if the Bears had won the two games that they had a 99% chance to win this year, we are also in the mix, but we'll, we'll get to that. Um, I say we start with your Packers uh, beating the Lions on Thursday because it was the first game played this week on Thanksgiving, probably the most watched game of the week because uh, everyone watches, and I think you'll probably have a decent amount to say about it. So I'll let you take it. Yeah, this game was awesome. I mean, with family and friends – Like, this is the first game of Thanksgiving. The week is just such a fun one anyway. And the Packers freaking pull this out. I remember talking to my dad and being like, what if they actually won this game? And for them to start out the game with a 50-yard bomb to Christian Watson, I'm like, that's that's the play calling that I have been dreaming of for the last however many weeks. I think I've harped several times that all of the plays that Matt LaFleur is calling are like within seven yards. Like they're just short little routes. And finally they get Christian Watson more involved. And so I feel like as soon as I saw that play, I'm like, okay, that's some momentum. Even if they're going to lose, like that's a change in direction. And so anyway, they were able to close out the eight and a half point underdog, I think. Yeah. Eight and a half point underdog. Yeah. Winning Thanksgiving. Jordan Love looked phenomenal. Some all of his passes, um, starting with that short slant to Jaden Reed that I'm like, the only other time I've seen that throw is like (laughs) Rodgers, you know, like looked so good. Uh Um, And so I don't know. I was super encouraged by that, but honestly, even more so than the offense actually clicking was the defense keeping up with the lions. Like they, this explosive offense that has been in the top five of points per game scored, you know, we've seen all of these things from, Packers basically taking away the, um, what was it, the fake punt? I think it was in, yeah, in the third quarter, fourth and four. Like you knew something was going to happen with Dan Campbell. He was going to pull something out of there that was going to be a momentum swing or something like that. But they were able to sniff that out, which was awesome to see. Um, And this defense Mm -hmm. has been so shorthanded the last couple of weeks with injuries, like was able to stand pretty firm against – um, what has otherwise been a pretty difficult offense to stop. So I don't know. This felt like a really pivotal game in a lot of ways. You lose this game, you're basically out of playoff contention. Like their chances of making it were less than, I think, 10%. But now winning it, like they're right back in the wild card mix, um, you know, with some difficult games upcoming, no doubt. But a team that looks like it's finding its form in in good mm-hmm. timing here into the end of the stretch so i don't know were you able to watch much of the game or definitely uh full game full game yeah it was uh definitely good timing um because they're well in the hunt now i don't i'm gonna pull up nfc standings but are they in the wild card or are they one game out still 
I, I think there's still one game out, but I might be wrong. Okay. I'm pulling it up as we speak. Bear with me. But um, while that loads, Jordan Love impressed me so much. He was making every throw he needed to. Uh, he was throwing, throwing, the ball, throwing the ball well on the move, in the pocket. Um, he had... He did look Rodgers-esque with some of his, like, off-balance sidearm. Somehow, he even admitted that he didn't know how that ball got to Jaden Reed on that one slant that, like, went through two defenders, basically. Um, like, that was insane. And, yeah, it was good to see. I mean, I, I don't, as a Bears fan, obviously, good to say good to see is a loose term. But just in terms of the Packers and for you as a fan, Getting Watson more involved was huge, and I think they Loki have a have a have a nice young receiving core that's going to be real cheap over the next few years, and it looks good. Like it's definitely the most depth they've had it seems in a while. They don't have a Devonte Adams, obviously, but right. but Watson getting going paired with Jaden Reed, who's been on fire. Romeo Dobbs has been on fire. Dontavian Wicks has been getting going. Luke Musgrave wasn't there, obviously he's hurt, but. Right. I don't know. The future looks bright, and if, like Gutenkust had said, this is a trial for Jordan Love the last few weeks or the rest of the season. So far, he's definitely passing that test with flying colors. And I think at at this point, I would be surprised if he's not your quarterback next year. Um, yeah. they're frisky yet, and there I just pulled it up. They're a half game back of the Vikings because they're five Packers are five and six. They haven't had their buy yet. Correct. The Packers. Yeah. Have... So yeah. Not... Or they did Vikings. Haven't that's what it is. Yeah. So yes. yep, if the sorry. Packers can, can, if they can beat the chiefs this week, which is a tall task, of course, but I mean, the Chiefs have shown to be beatable, and the Packers just beat the Lions, so anything's possible. They'd, they'd be, I think, in a playoff spot, if not tied with the same record at the very least. So, big game for them, and obviously, well, we can just touch on the Lions. Um, I don't know. They, I saw a thing that they may have peaked too early this year, and I don't really know how to feel about them yet because... Mm. Um, Two weeks ago, they should have lost to the Bears. They, I mean, they didn't play well. Jared Goff seems to not know what to do if there's any remote pressure. He fumbled three times, or the Packers forced three fumbles, and he after throwing three picks the week before. Um, right. It's a little scary. Their pass defense is garbage. Um, they've gotten thrown on a lot, a lot the last four or five weeks, and um, I don't know that. I don't know. Do you do you think they'll be fine? And how do you see the Lions? Like, are you worried about them after back to back pretty tough bad games? I don't know that I'm worried about them. Like, okay, again, two back to back divisional games with teams that aren't like the Bears' offense looked great, but I really think what gives me the most pause is that secondary, like you kind of alluded to it, but the last couple of games, especially the last two, I mean, like having getting to watch those more, like DJ Moore feasted on that secondary. Christian Watson had his biggest game of the season against them. Like that, mm-hmm. they're not going to be able to keep up in shootouts with that secondary performing like that. As much as I love 
the Lions defense and all of that. Um, so I don't know. I guess I'm not panic hitting the panic button yet. I am nervous to see what this otherwise easy end of the year schedule looks like for them. Like they were supposed to kind of sweep the Packers and the Bears and just kind of cruise yeah. into, you know, a pretty comfortable playoff spot. And obviously I think they're still mm-hmm. going to get there. But in terms of them being in like my top five or you know, power rankings. I don't, I don't think they're there anymore for me. So I don't know. I'm going to have to yeah. see off clean up some of those mistakes and that secondary perform better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Believe that they can maintain a deep playoff run. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Barring them having a big collapse, they're probably still going to win the division. They're up two games on the Vikings and three games on the Packers. So I'm not really, I'm not questioning them winning a division. I am worried once they reach the playoffs, though. Like, they'll be playing one of Cowboys, Seahawks, Packers, Vikings. So, which maybe a Saints-Rams sneak in. Who knows? But, uh, but, yeah, that's it's easier than the AFC, that's for sure. But still, if you have to play Seahawks, Packers, Cowboys, one of those three in – in the playoffs, I'd, I'd be a little worried if I was them. So, um, yep. yeah, we can uh, we can move on. I don't – I want to – let's just talk about the Bears game too. It's uh, We're recording on Tuesday, so we can cover Monday night. Um, many are saying it was the worst game in NFL history. Uh, it, I, I, I don't even know how to feel about it. Um, I know that I'm happy about it, obviously, but we're the first team all year to win a game and not have scored a touchdown. Um, it The defense has shown up in back-to-back weeks, forcing four turnovers in both games, which has been uh, – it's been fun to watch because it feels like the kind of old Bears vibes of we're going to have a really good defense, we're going to get tur- forced turnovers and then go from there. I would like to see uh, maybe a touchdown or two, especially in a game where the offense moved the ball really well. We had a lot of yardage and just settled for field goals. Again, I've seen it with Eberflus. Um, and it's probably a game we, sh- we should have lost. Fields fumbled twice in the fourth or in the third and fourth quarter. So um, it's a game we probably should have lost, but Josh Dobbs definitely had his worst game of his season. Um, and Kevin O'Connell's talking about considering a quarterback change, which surprised me because I don't think Jaron Hall will be better than Josh Dobbs, but um, it didn't, it's just, it, it didn't have huge implications for the bears. Maybe it, they didn't change their draft slot with the win. It's just, I think good to see um, fields made the throw. He needed to at the end to win the game, bounce back all the stuff after the game was his teammates supporting him and um, saying they got his back. So, I don't know. I I don't. It didn't help me in my evaluation of Fields for the future. Uh, didn't necessarily hurt it either because Luke Getzey didn't call. I saw a stat. I don't. I. It's so crazy. I don't even know if I believe it. Was that there's only four completed passes across the line of scrimmage all game. Four what? by both teams. I don't I like. It's so unbelievable that I. Almost don't believe it, but thinking back on watching the game, I can name four. So, 
That's absurd. I, don't know. I mean, I remember, I remember checking in on the stats. We were busy last night, so I didn't get to watch most of the game. But I checked in. I was like, oh, my gosh, Fields is 12 for 12 for, like, 103. And then I looked in, like, Roshan Johnson had five or six of those passes. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yes. Which makes sense, I guess, with that statistic. But this uh, so interesting. It's crazy. Yeah. So uh, it hurts the Vikings more than it helps the Bears. Uh, definitely as the Vikings move down to the seventh seed and it's a lot less comfortable now with only a game up or half game up on the Packers and Rams and Saints. So, but they'll get Justin Jefferson back after the bye. Yep. Yeah. On, on the play calling, like, do you think, or let me ask this with Fields performance, like, is that a product of play calling more than it is, confidence in Justin Fields is it both of those things combined into hey we're just going to do screen passes like what do you think it is and do you think it can be changed or where are you at in terms of Fields being your quarterback Mm -hmm. next year yeah I think it's mainly all scheme like uh for a screen to happen you you that that's usually play calling you don't usually have a play where it's an option to screen because you have to set up blocking and all that stuff. So, like, that is really annoying with Luke Etsy. He just continues to call screens. Um, and it's extra frustrating because I don't know if it's a trust thing or not by them, but arguably Fields' best passing trait is his deep ball and throwing down the field. He has a cannon, and he's accurate down the field, arguably more accurate than he is on screen. So... That's why it's frustrating. Um, we're also uh, four and eight. So what do we have to lose? Um, being conservative and safe and just checking down and throwing screen passes all game. Like, what is that? Okay, maybe, yeah, you win this game. You shouldn't have won it. And if you're trying to determine if Justin Fields is your quarterback for the future, why you should see what he's got. Either force him to earn the job or force him to lose the job. Um but you got to know if he can throw the ball past the line of scrimmage. So um, it's frustrating. I I probably am like 51% that I want him as – or that I think he'll be our quarterback next season just because I've seen it in every game he's in. It, the offense is good, and DJ Moore already has 1,000 yards on the year. And if we can draft Marvin Harrison with that first pick, we're going to have um, Cole Komet's been great. The run game's been great. I I just have seen that. I, I don't know if bringing in another quarterback is going to do anything different than what Fields can do. Mm-hmm. It's just who's in charge of the team. And I think the wrong coaching staff is in charge. So unless that, if that's not going to change, then I definitely don't think we should bring in a new quarterback. So I don't know. That makes kind of where I'm at right now, but we still got time. Yeah. So yeah, we don't have to talk about the most boring game of all time, according to many uh, anymore. We'll probably just like pass on some games because they're so boring, but there, we definitely had some bangers this week. So I don't know if you had a specific one you wanted to talk about next. Yeah, I mean, that that texans Bengals game was awesome. Super fun to watch. I mean, 
it just came down to it, which was which was crazy. So I don't know. In my mind, this kind of feels like sayonara to the Bengals' playoff chances. I mean, even though they're still above five hundred, Texans Jags. I mean, Sorry, say that again. Texans Jags. You mean? Yeah. Why am I on week ten on PFF? <laughs> that was a good game, and the Bengals, the Bengals are dead. Uh, you're not wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, I can get going on this Jags Texans game. I watched that whole game. Um, Jags beat the Texans twenty four twenty one. It was a back and forth affair. Um, it was a game that the Texans were down a decent amount at some point in the second half. Bring it back and. Watching Stroud just kind of feels inevitable. Like he's got that play style where he's just always looking to make a play, and you're watching him, and you're like, you know, I I just don't think they're out of it, no matter what. And they weren't out of it. They get the ball back, um, and they drive down the field and leave like a 58 yard field goal for their kicker, who's never made a field goal over 50 yards. Can't blame the guy. Um, he doesn't get it there. It was right down the middle, and it hits the crossbar. Game. Jags win. Take a two-game lead in the division, so it's pretty much locked up. Um, but it was a really fun game to watch, and Tank Dell continued to eat. And honestly, I feel like this is one of the worst ref games I've seen in a while, and I think that the Texans got robbed. It was bad on both sides, but there are two specific plays where – Tank Dell, yo, we have Jack joining us. Uh, I'll finish this Tank Dell take really quick and welcome him in. Um, the first play of the game, uh, or one of the first plays of the game, Tank Dell runs in motion. They basically, what it looked exactly like any motion we ever see from the Dolphins with Tyreek Hill pre-snap. Um, it would have been the longest air yards of any catch this season. It wasn't. Uh, they called it off because of the pre-snap motion, which wasn't illegal. That screwed them. And then there's another time when it was a big pass down the field, and I think Tank Dell got his t- his toes in. They they called it not a catch. They reviewed it. wasn't a catch, according to the refs. And then they had to punt. So um, I think they kind of got robbed low-key, but... I'm not worried about either team. The big win for the Jags to secure, basically secure the division, and Houston was competitive. So, mm-hmm. huge game. But uh, we're going to welcome in Jack McNeil to the podcast. A surprise appearance. We weren't sure if he'd be joining us. Welcome in, Jack. How are you doing? Uh, he's on mute. <laughs> you hate I'm doing it. well. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, uh, you're doing well with Jonathan Taylor's broken thumb, or we got Zach Moss. Yeah, you do have a backup. That's a mm-hmm. dog. So yeah, not worried one bit. Um, let's see. Where are the Colts currently in the standings? In the are they? They're in the playoffs, right? Yeah, they are if six this, and five. Yeah, if the season ended today, the Colts would be playing the Chiefs, round one. They beat him last year. Why not this year? True. In the playoffs, <laughs> they beat him. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, so, we're, so far we have gone through 
the Packers game, Bears game, and now the Jags game. Um, I don't know if you guys watched. Yes, not the Texans-Bengals game, the Texans-Jags game. I'm sure many were confused. So, uh, did you guys <laughs> did you guys watch the uh, Bills Eagles game? I watched some of it. Got any takes yeah. on that game? Because that probably should be the next game we, we talk about. Um, the Eagles get every call. I as someone with an Eagles future. And it was advantageous for the Colts for the Bills to win. It is impossible to root for the Eagles. They're so annoying. Nick Sirianni is so annoying. I saw something today that says he has the most punchable face in the NFL. <laughs> I think the penalties were ten to one for the Eagle, like in the Eagles' favor in the first half. And one of them being Josh Allen getting pulled to the ground by the front of his jersey and the back of his jersey, ripping his jersey right in front of the head official. No flag. There are some sketchy P.I. calls. A.J. Brown, fumble catch. I think they got it right. I don't think that was a catch. Mm -hmm. But it just, I don't know. Jake Elliott, great kick at the end to send it to overtime. And the Bills... The Bills somehow lose every week in like remarkable fashion. And it's not their schedule gets no easier. And I think they can afford to lose one more time. And they play the Chiefs uh next week, so that might be the one. Yeah. Yeah, they're uh currently they have two teams ahead of them on the bubble of the playoffs, the Texans and Broncos, not, and that doesn't include the three other wildcard teams that are currently in the playoffs. So yeah, they got a lot of ground to make up, but uh, Josh Allen continues to play well. He's real good at football. And uh, I was going to ask Keegan, what are your thoughts on the fact that Jalen hurts is the betting favorite far and away uh, for the MVP, because you know it's a big debate online because you're not sure uh, he hasn't played, I guess, up to the same standard he did last year necessarily. But his team is only has one loss. So, any thoughts on the MVP race? It's a good question. Yeah, I mean, for sure, he has not been playing his top football, but I honestly don't know that any quarterback on some of the winning teams have played like their best football, you know, like Patrick Mahomes Mm -hmm. has played solid this year, but he hasn't been like, Oh my gosh, he's the best quarterback in the NFL far and away. Like we've seen, Mm -hmm. or like, you know, I think what Lamar Jackson might be third in the odds and he's, he's not playing anywhere close to MVP caliber football. Like he was a couple of seasons ago, you know? Um, Right. So I don't know. I, it makes sense to me of why he's the betting favorite. I still feel like the MVP race is very much up in the air and contingent on how the yeah. year ends, even though Jalen Hurts is the be- is the arguably the best player on the best team right now in the NFL. So, I don't know. I, it feels kind of like a meh race. Like, there's no clear winner. It doesn't feel like it's a crazy tight race. It feels like everybody's playing just fine football, good enough to win, but not, like, stellar. So, I feel like that's why, in right. part, I love 
Bills Eagles game is because okay, Josh Allen looks like the Josh Allen we know, even though he had a turnover, like he was cooking in the rain. Um, and Hurts, I mean, what he only had 200 yards passing in that game, but yeah. did enough mm-hmm. to move the ball and you know put the team in position to win. Obviously, time and time again. So there's something to be said about even though the stats didn't jump out like crazy off of that game, like he still is getting it done against some pretty tough teams. So I don't know. I yeah. am just for the, I mean, after Dak's performance on Thanksgiving, he has moved up in the rankings to number four, yep. I believe. And so I'm just saying yep. there's still a world. There's absolutely a world. Yeah. That was part of why I wanted to ask you is because um, Dak definitely has a chance at MVP. His current odds are plus 800 behind Hertz, Lamar and Mahomes. Um, if the Cowboys can go on a little run here, maybe beat the Eagles and beat the or who else do they play? They play some good. I forget who else they play, but they, if they can go on a little run here and end up maybe winning the division, which would be tough to do, I think Dak would be the MVP. So statistically, he's playing about as any good about as good as any quarterback in the NFL. Um. Yeah, but it is tough to ha- put him above a guy like Hertz, whose team only has one loss up to this point. But um, right. it kind of feels like this: the MVP has just turned into who, what, who's the quarterback of the team with the best record? Because, um, like, if the Bills end up sneaking into the playoffs, I would put Josh Allen over Hertz because that team's been decimated with injuries, and if they can sneak in and it will have to be on his back, I would think a guy like that would deserve it more. Or, I mean, Stroud deserves to be mentioned. He hasn't played as well recently, but like I said, he feels inevitable. Purdy, if the 49ers can get a one seed somehow, if they beat the Eagles, anything can happen. So, Tua maybe, if they can get a one seed. There's a lot of guys involved, like, it used, like last year, it felt like it was either Hurts or Mahomes, and there wasn't really anyone else in the race. Like this year, there's probably eight guys that we can list right now that have a a shot at it, depending on what happens. So it's fun. At the very least, it's fun. Yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm looking at the Cowboys' schedule really quick, and so they they go Seattle, Philadelphia, Buffalo, Miami, Detroit, and then finish with Washington. Mm. So I mean, you got five potential playoff teams in the next six weeks. And you're right. Like if they go on a run there and Dak continues to throw like he's been throwing the last couple of weeks, I don't know. I'm just saying there's a world. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And most of those offenses or defenses can be thrown on. So it's not like those are all really good teams, but they don't necessarily have great pass defenses. So yeah, there's, there's a world. I It's, Who's my pick? Jalen Hurts? I think Jack, who did you have? Mm, probably Mahomes. I can find it. Okay. It doesn't really matter. Sam it had T Law. Oh, it does matter. Sam had T Law. Or did you have Burrow? Me? I yeah. might have had Burrow. I thought one of us had Burrow. You could tell me any quarterback, and I'd probably buy it. It could also be Josh Allen because you like had them win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I thought you had Jordan Love. Oh, I, I mean that that there's a chance that that is true. Okay, 
So I definitely had Hurts. So I'm feeling real good right now. Um, I had Hurts as well. That's what I thought. Okay. Let's ride. Let's ride. I'm a huge Jalen Hurts guy. I love the Eagles. It's against all <laughs> adversity. The refs are always against them, and they still pull it off. Fly, Eagles, fly. Fly, Eagles, fly, baby. I I actually am okay with the Eagles winning because I do like Jalen Hurts. And it, he feels like he could have that career arc where – I mean, that team's a little – I don't know how long they can keep it intact. So I would love for Jalen Hurts to just knock out getting a Super Bowl ASAP because it's going to happen. So it's one last Super Bowl the Colts can win. So they just got to get theirs over with. I'm down. I have no issue with the Eagles. I don't know why. Usually I hate teams that are good, but I like them. And Jalen Hurts is a good-looking man, so that always helps. All righty. We are. At least, I think. Um, Next game, next game. Anyone, any, any games stick out, or do you want me to just throw one out there? I, I Throw one out there. Really Wait, go ahead, Jack. No, no, no. You go, Keegan. I was just going to say, I want to. We were trying to avoid boring games, but I mean, we talked about the Bears Vikings. So let's hear Colts Patriots. Yeah, Colts, so Patriots, the Colts played the Patriots two weeks ago. Why is PFF Keegan's resorting a... to week 10? <laughs> you. Oh, <my> <laughs> Keegan's a big Week 10 guy. I'm just stuck in the past. <laughs> Colts getting a big win against the Bucks. Jack, did you watch? Uh, I watched on Red Zone, so I watched every once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not in the literal probably 20-square-mile radius that showed the Colts-Bucks game on national television <laughs> this week, so I... <laughs> It was Indianapolis and Tampa Bay, and then you're out of luck besides that. So I watched some – the Colts, I don't know. They're going to – they're both those teams were 500 or worse teams. So it wasn't, like, super exciting. It, the Colts kind of got out to a pretty big lead, and then – I mean, they were up two or three scores. I think two scores at halftime – Bucks offense looked pretty bad, but then Mike Evans still had two touchdowns. Um, and then the Colts just kind of got timely turnovers. Jonathan Taylor had two touchdowns, and now he's hurt again, so that's fun. Um, somehow every time we have something nice with the Colts, it gets hurt, or we just cut them. So <laughs> I'm not really sure what the – I the only thing that – my most optimism for this cold season is just that the fact that they're on a backup quarterback with a team that was the fourth worst team in the league last year. And then after Thanksgiving are in the playoffs, if the season ended today, I think kind of illuminates the fact that the Colts aren't a poverty franchise and that they can, like kind of like the Packers, I don't know what you guys said about them, but like they can almost like rebuild while contending at the same time. Like even in a rebuild, they're still winning games. 
So that's encouraging. Shane Steichen, I love that guy. As of 11 games into his Colts tenure. I mean, he, he's got to be up, up for the conversation. If the Colts make the playoffs, he has to be in the conversation for coach of the year because they for don't sure. have their starting quarterback. If Anthony Richardson was healthy, then maybe not. But, like, I just keep going back to the fact that they're winning all these games without Anthony Richardson, which, to be fair, they're not playing any of the elite teams. Like, they have the easiest schedule for the rest of the year, I think, if not the easiest in, like, top three. So it's not like they're – beating the Chiefs or the Eagles or the Bills. Like, if we made the playoffs, we would get smoked. We'd probably get that 1 o'clock Saturday window where no one's actually watching because they forget NFL's on, and then the Colts will lose by 30. But I don't know. The Colts won in the playoffs if the season ended today. Probably won't last, but. I don't know. They play uh, Titans, Bengals, Steelers, Falcons, Raiders to close the year. The, they could easily win all five of those. Yeah, they're going to lose to the Titans this week. Okay. Titans, a divisional game on the road. I don't, I don't see that going well for us, but. I don't know. Last time, Zach Moss ran all over them, so. Yeah, the Titans are pretty bad. But they're undefeated at home. Mm. That's actually crazy. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're 0-7 on the road and. 4-0 at home. Okay. Uh, we can touch on the Bucks. They're still somehow only a game out of their division at 4-7. and seven. Uh, Mike Evans continues to eat. What did I just say? Mike Evans continues to eat. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's about it. Baker is Baker. He's fun to watch. He makes good throws, and he also is kind of boneheaded sometimes. So nothing new there. For as good as Mike Evans has been, Chris Godwin has been so bad. Yeah. Like, if especially if you're just reading stats, he hasn't done anything this year, and Mike Evans has well outperformed, like, his projections and ADP of for fantasy and everything. Yeah. And so you would assume, like, Chris Godwin also is getting, like, good target share and touchdowns, just not happening. Yeah, that was a that was a bad take on my behalf uh, about Mike Evans this offseason. I was fading him heavily. Uh and then I traded for him in our main dynasty league once I realized I was an idiot. So at least you corrected instead of Right. I didn't double down on my take when I realized he's actually good. And he can, well, I always knew he's good. I just yeah, I learned and now he's definitely won me a few weeks. So Shout out, shout out Mike Evans. Hmm. Next game, Ravens Chargers. Let's see. This is the Sunday night game. The Ravens win 20 to 10. Uh, the Chargers are the Chargers again. Nothing nothing is new here. It feels like Herbert's wasting away um, with Brandon Staley as head coach. The Ravens get another win. It wasn't the prettiest win, but a win is a win. So they are – where are the Ravens at? They have the number one seed currently and the bye in the playoffs. So if season ended today, they would have it. Um, are the Ravens the favorites come out of the, the AFC? 
but that that's a I guess that's a question I'm posing. Are they like Vegas wise? What do you guys think? Um, I think no because there's just random times where their offense just disappears. Hmm. Who would you uh, put ahead of them in terms of winning mm-hmm. the AFC? Uh, probably the Chiefs. It's pretty boring, but probably that, the Chiefs. It's the only team ahead of them in the odds. Would you guys put anyone else? I don't know. To Jack's point, like I feel like it depends on the week. Like I could see different teams beating the Ravens on different weeks and larger upsets happening too. Like I don't feel rock solid in the Ravens' performance this year by any means. Um. Wait, I would agree with Jack. Probably the Chiefs. I could see the Dolphins, like a world where that's potentially yeah. coming out of the AFC. Again, I think it just depends. Like the AFC playoff picture right now is absolutely nuts. So depending on who <laughs> fills those last couple of spots, like that that determines a lot for me. Because I could see very easily see the Ravens losing to one of the lower seeds right off right out of the gates, you know? Um, yep. But like, yeah, like, what is it? It's all bunched up at the bottom. Yeah, it, they're currently in the one seed, um, but they've played one more game than the Chiefs, Jags, and Dolphins, who are all at eight and three. Ravens are at nine and three, and then you got Steelers, Browns at seven and four, Colts, Texans, Broncos at six and five, Bills at six and six. So it for. Three good teams are going to miss the playoffs. And, yes, I'm willing to admit the Broncos are good. They have the longest winning streak in the NFL. So I can't really argue it at this point. Um, But, yeah, the uh, Chargers are dead. Staley's gone. I don't – he probably won't be fired in season, but he's gone. And I just hope they can get away – they can bring in someone who can help Justin Herbert – Sam's okay with him being bad, but I'm not. <laughs> Go Ducks, it's so baby. sad for me. I, I, uh, I just, every time I watch him play, I'm like, he's so good at football. He's a top five quarterback at the very least. and But his they're just so bad. And he does disappear every once in a while. But, man, makes me sad. <laughs> he, he, yeah. he is available. The quarterback whisperer. <laughs> I think Frank Reich's legacy I think all, after what we've seen just proves how good Andrew Luck was at football because ah. he won a playoff game with Frank Reich he did do that yeah that's good cool. for him it was against a rapist, but he still won it. <laughs> Good. I'm glad he did. Just Alrighty. Alrighty. What uh do you guys uh wanna talk about the speak yeah, Keith, let's talk Broncos Browns, you know? Let Please. let's do it. Keegan, go ahead. Bronchies. I it's just amazing to me. Like the Broncos continue to flip the script, five and zero in the last five weeks. I don't know. It's it's kind of crazy. It's honestly at a point where I'm feeling like 
they could lose the rest of their games and this was just a fun little run. But mm. also I feel like, okay, maybe Sean Payton is finally having some influence over getting weapons involved and this defense, again, I said it the last couple of weeks, it's starting to look better. Um, I don't know. If they can remain contenders, that would be absolutely amazing. Like, I would love to see Russ have some success again for all the hate he's gotten for jumping ship. But that's also just because he's my Wisconsin boy, and I want to see, I want to see him win again. Um, mm. I don't know. I, it was interesting. Like the Browns still were in that game, obviously, the entire time without Deshaun. So it's a win against a good defense for sure. Like it wasn't just kind yeah. of a fluke, even though the offense couldn't keep up, like the Browns defense looked solid. Um, but you had some flashes of Russ of old. He was, there was a couple designed runs. There was a couple scrambles where he got out of the pocket and like showed off his legs again. Um, I don't know. All interesting things to see if they can keep it up. We'll see. But yeah. Did you guys get a chance to watch that game? Not much, but the fact that they put up 29 points and Russ threw for 134 yards. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> Did they have a defensive score or something? Like, how how did they... Russ had a rushing touchdown. Samaji had a rushing touchdown. Yeah. Troutman had a receiving touchdown. That's 21. Then field goals? Yeah, whatever. Well, yeah, the Broncos are they're not in the playoffs currently, but they're right there. And, yeah, I hate to see it, to be honest. Sean Payton and Russ are just cringe. Okay. <laughs> Good for them. Uh, let's see. What, what game you guys want to talk about next? I don't know how many more relevant games we have left. We have a few, though. Mm-hmm. What about Chiefs Ravens or Raiders? Sorry, Chiefs Raiders. So yeah, Chiefs. Uh, they beat the Raiders thirty-one seventeen. This is a game where the Raiders were up fourteen zero after Josh Jacobs had a sixty-plus yard touchdown. Um, he's starting to look like he's back. Um, <clears throat> and if you're the Raiders, you know. You have the interim coach in Antonio Pierce currently. Um, you've got a rookie quarterback from Purdue, AOC, thrown for 250 yards and a touchdown, no turnovers on the day. It's impressive against a good Chiefs defense. Um, ended up not being close, but um, I think this is still good for the Raiders franchise. Um, there are They're way more competitive than they were under McDaniels, it seems, just that, at least the players and um, they're rel- they're they're not a a bad watch, which is nice. Um, but big big storyline coming out of this game is for the Chiefs. They got Rashi Rice involved, um, <clears throat> and their offense looked a lot better because of that. Um, when you're not peppering guys like Justin Watson and MVS and Sky Moore, and you're going to more towards Travis Kelsey, Pacheco, and Rashi Rice. I think that's just a better formula for your offense. And we saw it. So, yeah, I don't. I guess there's not that much to say other than Chiefs overcame a, an early deficit 
um, and seem to get something going, which is nice because we haven't seen that in a while from their offense. But, um, yeah, honestly, let's move on. Let's just move on. Are the highlighted games the ones you've talked about? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like the 49ers Seahawks should be mentioned. It's definitely relevant. It's it's relevant in the sense that it in the NFC it felt like obviously the division winners and then the Cowboys were going to be five locks for the playoffs and then the Seahawks have been talked about as that sixth lock. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know anymore. They might they might miss like the Packers and Vikings and with that, yeah, the Packers and Vikings could take those last two spots and then the, the Seahawks could miss because they have not played well in the past month. Yep. Even the games they've won, they haven't looked good. So I think I don't know, it's more indicative of the Seahawks than the 49ers because it seems like the 49ers just steamroll everybody when they have their best players, which is not really that surprising. But the Seahawks, they looked they didn't do anything on offense in the first half. It was still somewhat close because their defense is pretty good still, but Zach, your your Seahawks take. It it you obviously you it was like a, a long shot underdog yeah. pick, but yeah. It doesn't look it's like dead. it's gonna come true, yeah. No, it's dead. The Seahawks play Cowboys, Niners, Eagles the next three weeks, so <clears throat> Uh, even if it was alive at this point, it would have died in the next three weeks anyway. So, uh, I just hope they make the playoffs. Per- honestly, I do like the Seahawks, and when they play well, they're a really fun team to watch. Gino's a fun story. Uh, he hasn't been playing that great either. It's just tough to read into how much I sh- how I sh- how much I should read into the fact that they haven't played well. Um, they've been a little banged up or is it just the fact that they're playing good teams? Probably a large part of it, but they're not, it's not getting easier. They close the Titans Steelers, which is pretty clutch. Um, <clears throat> at least I have two winnable games to close of the season because those might be must win games after this gauntlet. Uh, but yeah, I am a little worried. I am a little worried. I will not lie to you, but Hey, Go three and zero the next three weeks, and then maybe you win the division. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. It could happen. It well, could it? <laughs> <laughs> it, it could. It won't. <laughs> I better see that reflected in your picks this week. Currently oh. on the uh, New York Times playoff predictor, the Rams have a better chance to make the playoffs than the Seahawks. What? Rams are five and six, so they're a game back. Yep, but they must have an easier schedule. Yeah, let me check Rams' schedule really fast. Browns, Ravens, Commanders, Saints, Giants, 49ers. That isn't much easier. I mean, it's definitely easier, but you're also not as good of a team, if you ask me. So, yeah, let's, you know, let's just talk about the Rams. They somehow scored uh, 37 points when Puka and Cup combined for seven catches for 30, 45 yards. How's that work? Uh, Kyron I know. Williams. 
Kyron Williams. He looks Rumbles so for 143 good. yards. And then he added 61 on the through the air. It's absurd. And he looks he actually looks good. It's not that it didn't seem like a fluke to me. Because he was popping before his injury first came back. He gets that big of a workload. And he to be fair, it is against the Cardinals and they're they have one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. But still, it's an NFL defense. Uh so yeah, their only game out of the playoffs as well, which is kind of wild, but yeah, the NFC is a little bit weaker. And the Cardinals are dead. What's new? Do you guys have any other takeaways from this game? The only thing I the only thing I feel like of note that came out of this game is when Greg Dorch did the too small celebration when they were losing by like twenty five points. <laughs> and he's like five seven. <laughs> I feel like that's, that's relevant. Yeah, probably shouldn't have maybe thought that one. Are the Cardinals the shortest team? They might They've be. They've gotta be. They Their wide receiver to... one is Hollywood. He's under six foot. I wonder if that's the shortest quarterback to wide receiver touchdown ever. That's pretty short. Uh, Average do the Panthers have any short receivers? Yeah, but I don't, oh maybe maybe um, Bryce Young throwing a touchdown to Kenny Moore. Kenny Moore is pretty short. <laughs> Go Colts. <laughs> All righty. Well, actually, there were a decent amount of relevant games. I kind of thought going into this there weren't that many, but there actually are still a couple we should probably at least talk about for a minute. Keegan, you want to talk about your Cowboys? Cowboys, baby. I'd be happy to. Um, Again, this just feels like one of those games that they should have won, and they sure did. Uh, so it wasn't like mm-hmm. a surprise that they came out on top, but seeing them play well against a bad team was good. Um, I don't know. Yeah, Dak continues to cook, which has been fun to see. It's been fun to see C.D. Lamb, too. Like, I think people forget how young C.D. Lamb is. Like, he's been in the league, what, three years, but he's only 23 uh, or whatever. And so – it's just fun to see see them play really well. Um, and that that defense, it's just – even if Dak sucks, like that defense holding the commanders to 10 points and holding, honestly, most of their opponents to such a – I mean, I think they're the number one defense in fantasy right now, and it's for good reason. Uh, who was it that ran back the touchdown, which was like the – tied the record? Deron Bland. Yeah. Ron Bland, which five pick sixes like in the season, just <laughs> so, that's insane. That's so crazy. So they're just cooking on that front. It was good to see Pollard like actually look a little bit better this this week, which yeah. is a good bounce back game for him. So I don't know. I feel I feel good about the Cowboys. Their chances and ability to compete coming down the stretch, even with the schedule they have, like. I'm I'm excited to see if they can keep it rolling because um, it sure looked pretty good. So again, nothing crazy to see them cook the Commanders, but week in week out, defense looks good. The offense is clicking, so they're they're rolling right along. 
and they'll get their test soon. We've I've we've talked all about it, but you know they still have yet to beat a good team, like a really good team. But Seahawks this week on Thursday, eh, they should win that game pretty comfortably. But then Eagles, Bills, Dolphins, Lions, yeah, that'll be a good test. And reading that again, I I honestly might go bet on Dak beat to be the MVP because. All five of those defenses can be thrown on. If not, they, I don't know. I'm not looking at any rankings right now for past defenses, but I know the Eagles are one of the worst in the NFL. The Bills have become one of the worst after losing a couple of their corners. The Dolphins are going to get thrown on because, well, Jalen Ramsey's back, so they've been a little better, but they're still probably bottom half. And the Lions have one of the worst. Dak is going to cook. Whether the Cowboys win those games or not will probably determine if he is the MVP. And if the Eagles win out, then obviously, but then Jalen Hurts. But, man, they, yeah. Again, we haven't seen them beat a really good team yet, so maybe not going to get hopes up. But the Cowboys will Cowboys. We'll see. And uh, Sam Howell threw, threw for 300 yards again. In a game where they got smacked. What's new? Yeah, I saw the Commanders had, like, they're, like, the first team ever to have, like, X amount of yards and X amount of time of possession and no turnovers or something. Not no turnovers because, obviously, they had a pick six. But, like, all these different stats and lose the game. Like, the first team in NFL history, and they lost by, like, 20 or more. Yeah. Like, it wasn't even close. <laughs> Uh, any more relevant games? Uh, Saints Panthers is relevant for the division or Saints Falcons. Um, it's relevant because with the Falcons beating the Saints 24 15, they take the lead in the division, uh, with a losing record, but they now hold the four seed in the NFC at five and six. Um, the, all I can really say is it seems as if Arthur Smith is changing a little. He got Bijan a lot more involved. Um, Cordero Patterson was involved, and he was really good for them last year. Um, Ritter played like we would expect Ritter to play, where he made a few plays, but also threw two picks and made some boneheaded mistakes. Um, and on the Saints side, Chris Olave got hurt. Michael Thomas was out. Rashid Shahid got hurt. Um, I don't even know who they're going to – Kamara's going to – it's going to be a Kamara, Taysom Hill, who else, Jawan Johnson show next week. Ugh, it's going to be miserable. Um, but, yeah, the Saints, I mean, the Saints have the same record as the Falcons, so they're very much in this division race as well still because they're 5-6 and six as well, I think. So not a game I watch much of, not a game that showed up a ton on red zone. Any takeaways at all? We don't, we don't have to have any. No, I don't. No, I don't have any. Uh, let's see. Dolphins, Jets. That's relevant. We can, let's fly through these last four. Dolphins beat the Jets. 
The score was 34-13. Um, not a surprise. Raheem Mostert uh, sucked most of the game and then scored twice at the end. Tim Boyle's not good. That Yeah, that's about it. Keegan, I have a question. Do you um, enjoy watching Aaron Rodgers take another team hostage and force all of his friends onto the team and decide who does what and then have them have it not work out? Is it, like, fun to see it happen? or And is it, like, opening your eyes to what was happening in Green Bay the last couple of years? Or I, I was going to say, I would describe it more as sobering as opposed to fun. Of, like, oh, yeah, that's... That's what we went through the last three years. Uh, as we blindly thought we can win a Super Bowl each year. So, I mean, like, I get it. Uh, with that said, there's still a large part of me that believes the Jets can win the Super Bowl next year. So maybe I'm still blinded. Uh, but <laughs> especially if Devontae comes on board, see, it's, it's a hopeful Packers thing. It's like, dude, this is it. Well, we just need one more year. And a couple more people, and let's call it a day. Uh, so maybe I need to do some reflection on that because I never really thought about that until right now. <laughs> but I still am really high on the Jets, and part of me hopes he comes back this year. Why? I don't know because he only gave me one Super Bowl. But to Zach's point, I should be thankful. I mean, the Jets are dead. Why? I still. Don't get why he would come back. I mean, it, well, I, it's – it's be- go ahead. Sorry. He he had said, like, I think he came out on – I don't know if it was Pat McAfee or Twitter or something else. I don't remember where he was at. But had said, you know, oh, like, return is contingent on Jets' playoff hopes, which is like, okay, he's not coming back this year. Like, in my mind, he's not going to push it just to be obviously losing. So, I don't know. It's – there's, it, may, it would make no sense for him to come back because I feel like it just pushes mm-hmm. the injury further. And, I mean, it it dampens the Super Bowl run for next year. So why would you do it? I'm sure it, it, he's – this is my prediction. It's going to be around week 16 when he says he wants to come back. And he's going to say that he could come back and that he's ready to play. But because they're out, he's not going to come back. But he wants to make sure everyone knows he can come back, and he did. Because ultimately, it is about Aaron Rodgers. It. Yeah. I, I go back and forth on whether or not I like him or not, and I think I'm on team I don't like him right now. Just kind of pisses me off. It's like, dude, you're not playing. Stop. He wants. I don't to, know. He wants to prove that he's smarter than science. Exactly. So that's why he needs to play this year, even though they're going to be out. But that's why he's going to like practice and then not play in the game or something. Because if he plays in the game and re-tears it, then he loses to science. And that exactly. is his greatest fear. Mm-hmm. Oh, I No, no, I don't wish that. I don't hope that happens because that would be awful and I'd feel really bad for Jets fans. But like, I would laugh a little bit. That's all I'll say about that. The last the last three games had no relevance. The Steelers beat the Bengals to continue in their uh, wild card 
run. They're in the fifth seed right now at seven and four. Comfy. They finally put up 400 yards for the first time since before Matt Canada was their offensive coordinator. So just imagine being Matt Canada and his. <laughs> The first week you're gone, they have they they put up over 400 yards. Oh, it's got to be miserable. Um, so uh, the 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 major change in their offense seemed to be they were just peppering Pat Fryermuth over the middle of the field, um, which I guess they didn't used to do, or like just in general throw the ball over the middle of the field. So that seemed to be a significant change. Um, but they seem pretty comfortably in the playoffs right now, at least. Um, with being the fifth seed, they do only have a game up on – they have the same record as the Browns, and they only have a game up on three other teams and then one and a half on the Bills. So they're still not in the playoffs for sure, but um, they're as comfortable as any of the other teams in the wild card currently. So – they're probably not in their division race as they're two games back of the Ravens, but I guess anything's possible. Um, and then the last two games truly had zero relevance. The Giants beat the Patriots um, to secure the Patriots having a top three pick, it feels like, um, as they still only have two wins. Mac Jones, I was watching the game with my dad, and we just like, we couldn't believe how. Like it, it, it's it's one of those things where it's just, it's like a car crash. It's so hard to watch, but you can't really look away. That's exactly how Mac Jones feels. Is I just feel bad for the guy. Like he looks like a completely different quarterback than to his rookie year. He just looks uncomfortable. He just throws it up. It's so hard to watch. And then Bailey Zapp came in and wasn't much better. So I'm I'm already annoyed that the Patriots are going to get Caleb Williams and they're going to have Tom Brady and then a few years and then Caleb Williams. But Tommy DeVito gets another win. Shout out. It's basically, the, like, the old... it's basically like the Giants are reclaiming MetLife Stadium from JetLife Stadium back to <laughs> MetLife Stadium, which is good. Do they have the same record? They do. Well, Jets have played one less game, but they have the same amount of wins. So. (laughs) And, dude, Bill Belichick just, I just, I don't know why I just thought of this. Bill Belichick just lost to rookie Tommy DeVito. Mm -hmm. Just let that sink in. Is that a new low? Yeah, the guy who destroys rookie quarterbacks just lost to Tommy DeVito, who two weeks ago I said is the worst quarterback I've ever seen in NFL history. He's proven he's better than that, but he's still bottom 10. Holy. And then uh, Titans Titans beat the Panthers. Good for them. Good for the Bears. Uh, Frank Wright got fired shortly after. David Tepper continues to be a meddling owner, and I think that franchise is dead. And as a Bears fan, I'm excited about that as we will reap the benefits for two years to come, having their second rounder in 2025 as well. Is there ever been a team that's traded the number one pick, like preemptively traded the number one pick like that? 
I can't think of any. Like, usually when you're trading away multiple firsts, uh, you're not the worst team in the NFL the following year. Because usually if you're trading up to the number one, you weren't the worst team. And then theoretically that number one pick should help you at least stay not the number one. Uh, but they trade up from like nine uh, to then become worse because they got rid of their best offensive player. They brought in a quarterback who's not good so far, and they had no one around him. What, what, he is, he honestly, yeah, he is. Uh, I'll give him that. Uh, it's, it's about as low of a bar as you can have, but he probably is the best offender. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least I got Miles Sanders. Oh, you flag planted on Chuba Hubbard. Is that right? Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> um, yeah. So, no more of that game. But we'll just a quick recap. So last week or this week with picks, uh, we had an all-time record. Sam went thirteen and two. It's because all the favorites won. Yeah, Sam's a big favorites picker, and all of them won, basically. I mean, that is what's, I mean, that's what he does, but it works. So I, he's smacking me. Um, he has now moved into a tie for second with Jack, and still six games back at Keegan. So Keegan, keep doing what you're doing. You went 11 and four, Jack 10 and five, me 9 and six, classic Zach. I regretted some of my picks the second kickoff happened. Like, the second I saw the Panthers playing football, I was like, yeah, they have no chance of winning this game. And they actually had a chance, so I was wrong. Exactly. I don't regret any of mine. Browns, I regret picking DTR to win a game. That was on me. Other than that, I'm I'm okay with all my picks, so... I'm not going to change. Bear down. All right. Well, uh, thank you all for listening. Any any parting thoughts, my boys? We have to give our, our power rankings. Power rankings. Jack, you go first. Oh, okay, perfect. Um, <laughs> I have the Eagles, one. The 49ers, two. The Chiefs three, the Ravens four, and I'm just making sure I don't forget anyone. We have the same top four. I'll see if we have the same top five. Five Cowboys. Yes. We do not. My difference is I have the Dolphins at five. Mm. But Cowboys comfortably at six. So I think uh, I would bet so much money that the Super Bowl winner is in that top six. You could probably like, yeah. so much. I The best team – that's that I feel like the best odds that aren't in that top six are low key the Bills. 
they're the team that feels like if they can get hot enough, they could win the Super Bowl. Maybe the Lions, hot enough, but yeah, Jags. I mean, Jags had the one seed here for a second, but I don't think they can win the Super Bowl. I don't think the Lions can win the Super Bowl. Um, again, that's not a knock on those two teams. They're both going to win their divisions and be a top four seed, but. I don't think they can win the Super Bowl. But you're, I think you're right. The Bills probably – because the way they make the playoffs is getting hot and beating really good teams because they basically only play really good teams. And then why can't that continue? Yeah, the, my my reasoning is if the Bills are the seventh seed, no one wants to be the two seed. Like no one wants to play no. the Bills. Everyone's rooting for like the Colts or the Broncos to get that seventh spot. Yeah, so let's just do a quick exercise. You're the two seed. You have your choice of Steelers, Browns, Colts, Texans, Broncos, Bills. I think I'm picking, respectfully, the Colts. And then the Browns. No, Steelers. I'd rather play the Steelers than the Browns. But if Miles Garrett's hurt, then I think I'm fine playing the Browns. Oh, yeah. That is definitely a factor. Because then they're a completely different team. But I definitely don't want to play the Texans or Bills. I'll Those play are the, the Texans. You'd rather play the Texans over Texans or Broncos. That's a good one. The Colts spanked the Texans, so. Anthony Richardson played, but who would you rather play? You would rather play the Texans than the Broncos. I'd probably rather play the Broncos. Me too. Just because Russ is probably going to do something stupid. What if he cooks? Game over. That's the mm. that's the problem. Forgot the, about the that. unknown variable of Russ with the Texans. You know, CJ Stroud's probably going to play well. It's just if you can capitalize on their mistakes and score on their defense. The Broncos, it's just an unknown variable of if Russ cooks or not. Because if he cooks, you lose. Mm -hmm. And if he doesn't cook, you don't lose. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm just envisioning CJ Stroud doing what Trevor Lawrence did last year, which is sneak into the playoffs because they were hot at the end of the year and then beat a team. I'd, I'm just foreseeing that world right now. They do have to get in though, and they're not in currently. So true. That that we yes. I would rather see just rather than Trevor Lawrence right now starting a franchise. Is that what you're asking? Makes sense. Uh, yeah, I feel like that one's a toss up. The AFC South is could be stacked with quarterbacks for the next 10 years. Potentially. They, you've seen one good game out of Will Levis, so you know it's in there. And you've seen <laughs> two good games out of Anthony Richardson because those are the total amount of games he's played. And C.J. Stroud's been good, and you know Trevor Lawrence is adequate. It could be it could be the best quarterback division. In, in five years, the AFC South could be the best quarterback division. I have to think. Yeah, why not? 
there, I don't know if there's, it's not the NFC South. It's not the NFC East. Could be the North. Caleb Williams, man. Yeah. Jared, the Vikings are a huge variable. So are the Bears. I mean, Hendon Hooker, Josh Dobbs, Jordan Love. (laughs) The Hook, man. I forgot he was even in division. Shoot. That's game. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think it's probably going to be the AFC South. But also, like, two or three of those probably won't work out because that's how the NFL always works. So, I don't think the Titans will have a quarterback. They, like, won't use one? Correct, yeah. I think Derrick Henry might still be around. (laughs) And those run wildcat with, like, 40-year-old Derrick Henry. (laughs) I could see that. (laughs) What's crazy is, like, the – I'm like, there's a world where that happens. (laughs) (laughs) Like, that's not totally out of the cards. Uh, Well, what what about AFC North? Lamar and Burrow will probably still both be there. True. But Pickett and and Deshaun. Both be gone in five years. Yeah, I guess five years is so far. It's it's, five years is too far away to really predict because probably half the quarterbacks won't even – be mm. the starting quarterbacks. Maybe in five years, the NFC South will be the best division. Yep. My my answer, officially, is the AFC East. Josh Allen will still be there. Tua will still be there. Caleb Williams will be with the Patriots. And the Jets will still be in purgatory. But three of those are great quarterbacks. That's true. The only problem with that is I think we've now said that Caleb Williams is going to be in every division of the NFL. (laughs) Well, my stance this week is he's going to be on the Patriots. That'd be actually kind of funny. I would love it. I'm fine with that. He would not mesh with that franchise at all. I I wasn't here at the beginning. Are are we pro-Justin Fields staying on the Bears right now? I did get asked that. And I said 51%. All right. We ride with Justin right now. I'm currently 51% riding with Justin and really would love for him to be the quarterback of the Chicago Bears for the next decade. Keegan, what's the Jordan Love percentage? What would you say? What's the Jordan Love percentage? 65%. Okay, okay. Because, like, a couple weeks ago, it was a lot less than that. Yeah, a couple weeks ago, I was like, let's trade for Aaron Rodgers. But But this week, this week I'm feeling better. I've been seeing more and more. I watched, I don't know, I've been watching Jordan Love performance reviews from a quarterback coach on YouTube. And I'm liking the progressions that I'm seeing because now I'm an expert. So, <laughs> Who says you're not? I don't know. I mean, I just run trips in Madden, so I know what I'm doing. <laughs> all righty. Well, thank you all for listening. Unless there are any other parting notes. I would just like to give my top five 
power rankings because I haven't done that yet. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just go real quick. Uh, <laughs> so I got Eagles on top. I got my 49ers. I'll switch it up and I'll do Ravens, Chiefs, Cowboys at five. <laughs> <laughs> I just just I I don't know what happened. I just assumed when you agreed with Jack that you had Cowboys at five that that was your five. Oh man, no, like, it is my five, but different order. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. All right. <laughs> I actually do have one question. Sorry. I know we've ended this like four times. If you could get any jersey in the NFL right now, what would it be? I ask that because I have my answer, and it's CJ Stroud. You guys go. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Sorry. I changed my answer. Marvin Harrison Jr., Bears jersey. Obviously. Why is that hard? That's a hard question. It's so it's not Jordan Love for you, Keegan, because I know you don't have that one. <laughs> That's that would be like my second answer. Okay. Is it Jordan New Jersey? Um. Is Jabril Pepper still in the league? Yeah, he's on the Patriots. I'd probably get his Ew. jersey. Why is that? I, what? Big Michigan guy? Yeah, Michigan versus everybody. Um, <laughs> he's, he's overrated. And Overrated? That was a Heisman finalist. Exactly. All right, so Keegan's getting a Jabril Peppers Patriots jersey. Jack, what about you? Um, I have two. I would either get a Zach Wilson jersey. Whoa. Because yes. it's kind of funny. <laughs> and then a real answer is I'd get a Tua jersey. I like that one. Like the, the light the blue. I am in a league. I am in actually two leagues with Tyreek Hill. And if I win the championship, I always buy a jersey. And I think he would be who I'd get if I win either of those leagues. That makes sense. Because those Dolphins jerseys are sick. All right, cool. Well, thank you all for listening. Unless there's any more parting notes. I'm kidding. I'm joking. We are finally going to end this thing. We love you all. You are the best listeners in the whole world. There's so many of you. Jack, Keegan, sayonara. Peace. 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 Thanks for listening.